Hello, everybody, and welcome to one of our new review podcasts here at Fanbyte.com for Persona 5 Royal this time. This time, we're actually calling it a review right from the beginning, too. I think we kind of came to the conclusion that this is just well, how we want to do with this, uh, because we had a lot no, of fun I, with it. I, I, liked, I liked the freeform decision we made in the last, like, 10 <laughs> seconds of the last one we did, but... Yeah, it makes sense to just call it at the top, I think. Yeah. Uh, Fanbyte, always known for flying by the seat of its pants and definitely landing on its feet at the end of that. Like, definitely no fuck-ups uh, ever happen uh, mid-flight. <laughs> that's, that's, that's on the company documents. It's just no fuck-ups ever. Uh, I am Steven Strum, managing editor of Fanbyte.com. You probably know me by now if you listen to any of our podcasts. And you might know John Warren, the... Uh, I don't know. You what, might know me. Head of head of media? Media, head of yeah. Fanbyte Media. No head longer of Fanbyte Media is I think. No, yeah. I mean, but you know, soon enough, I won't be editor in chief anymore. I guess I'm this kind of lame duck editor in chief right now. But uh, yeah, we're I'm moving to like an editor at large kind of thing because they think head of media just sounds like a, a, a bad, a bad title. Just sure. a bad title. Well, you I know, pick it. I, I think it's fine, honestly. But I'm you know not a business person. Steven, the week after I was assigned head of media, the de- the whole developer department called me the butt of media. So Okay, well that's, you know, maybe the, just the people you work with in it person. It might just be their whole deal, <laughs> huh? Yeah, that might be it. Uh, okay, I know sorry. nobody on the content team would ever say such a thing. <laughs> uh, of course. But also, people might have heard a little bit of guffawing in there from somebody that they won't recognize from any of our previous podcasts. I don't think. This will be your first time, right, this, Kenneth This Shepard? is the first. I'm excited. <laughs> Coming in style. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, you know what? It's appropriate. It's a stylish game. Uh, I once I once yeah. said that uh, Persona 5's style was its substance uh, in, the, in the original game. Uh, mm. and, and Kenneth... Who You know, where might people know you from? Who, why might people know you? Why do you matter? Who the fuck do you think you are? Whoa, Steven, whoa, we're supposed to... Who let wow. you on this podcast? We've How did you get in here? This. Steven, we've I talked was, about I was this. asked to be here. I was invited. <laughs> we're all working. My name should be on the list. <laughs> no, uh, so, I mean, people that are frequenters of Fanbyte Period Com will know me as the current uh, news writer of the AM. Uh, I also, I mean, I'm a freelancer generally around the internet as well. Yeah. Um, and I also run, a, a well, a Dragon Age... Previously was Mass Effect podcast called Normandy FM, which it's very fun good. Time I do. You should check oh, thank that. You. you also check that out. Yeah, that's folks at home. That's Normandy where I originally FM knew you good. from. Actually, was from Normandy FM. So you know, that's a oh. respectful, respectable establishment over there. For Normandy FM, weird name for a Dragon Age podcast now, but still. Yep. <laughs> you know, we just figured the brand identity couldn't. Hey, be changed. I get it. You <laughs> gotta protect the brand. Oh. You gotta protect the brand. You know what? Is, what, is, what is it going to be called? Inquisition FM? Like I don't, I don't think so. Hey, you know. Mm. Uh, you know. It's probably too late because we're done with Origins, so we got to stick with what we yeah, got. Yeah, it's true. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, once you get, you know, you're in. T- are you in two now? Is that where you're at? We are in Awakening, Awakening. which is just more of the, the game. DLC. More of the game that I didn't like, mm-hmm. but without the boinking. So. Right. Oh, you didn't like Origins? <laughs> where is the value? That is not the conversation to have here. We'll have a conversation about Dragon Age someday in the future, I know. Uh, but for right now, we are here to talk about Persona 5 Royal, which you are checking out for one gaming, G-A-Y-M-I-N-G.com. Listen, mm-hmm. you can't spell gaming without G-A-Y. Right. You know, that's just the law. Mm-hmm. And we at Fanboy make the laws. It's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that now that martial law has been uh, you know deployed Oof. across the country, uh, nobody can stop us from just deciding our own sovereign government from here from home. We can just do that now. Everybody at home, you can do that too. 
Don't let don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. Get out there, just make your own flag, plant it in your front lawn. God, and... Stephen, we've talked about this too. Ooh, what? <laughs> you, can't, you, can't, you can't do this again. Don't, Not again. I'm, all I'm saying is that I've got a stockpile of guns uh, <laughs> at these coordinates. Oh God, Stephen, no, <laughs> that's the one thing I said you couldn't do. Oh my God. Oh boy. Um, this has nothing to do with anything with the, the, the video game uh, that the, we're here to this, talk about. This is the, perhaps the worst five minute ramp up. <laughs> to a real discussion we've ever had. And yet the most on-brand for us. And like you said, we need to stay on-brand. And the brand of Persona 5 is, I would say... Strong here in in Persona Five Royal, the uh, kind of a definitive remake version. They uh, the folks over at Atlas like to make a bunch of different uh, remakes for pretty yeah. much all of the Persona games. We never did get that Eternal mm. Punishment, uh, yeah, Eternal Punishment, yeah, version in the U.S. But every other Persona game has had a remake of some kind in the past. This is the version for Persona Five, which came out in 2016. No, 2017. Yeah. 2017. It's 17. Yeah. Just real quick. Yeah. Fucking think about 2017 yeah. for a second. Uh-huh. Like, are you are you kidding me? Like yeah. every every great game ever is having its like three year anniversary now. It's it's mm. preposterous. Certainly this generation. Um, like some like near Automata was that year for sure. Like, yeah. You know, in terms of just like music coming out of like JRPGs in 2017 alone. Yeah. Uh, hell of a category. It, I mean, in our last uh, audio review, we were just talking about like Neo. Yeah. Neo was a total like non-event in hindsight yeah. for 2017 but it's i think in any other year it would have been a much bigger deal so mm-hmm. persona 5 is one of those games that i feel like i and this is just you know you and just for some context uh steven and kenneth have played uh, quite a bit of this game i haven't touched it at all i did play persona 5 when it first came out and i think i put about 50 to 60 hours in it before i had to just be like i i I dropped off to play everything else right. and then never came back to right. it. Um, Persona 5, easy so game to is, drop off of that first version, it, I think. Sure. So I guess I have questions about, like, what, you know, it, it's, it's just, just for folks that are totally uninitiated with, like, the Persona 5 royal treatment. Is this basically just, like, the golden treatment, but for 5? You want to take that, Kenneth? Uh, I would say it is. I don't know that... When you ask if like is it for the uninitiated, I also, I feel like it would be unwise for me to tell people to like <laughs> play the original game and then play this. Oh that's yeah, two hundred no. hours as opposed. That's, to no no no. That is no. that is probably more than two hundred hours. I put one hundred and twenty into these into the previous game, which has oof. less content in it. This has like new yeah. dungeons and stuff. Oof. Yeah. I mean, this is this is effectively a definitive edition. I mean, can we can we right. safely say yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I would say like the golden ex- the the I was gonna say the golden experience. Uh, so this is our new JoJo podcast that I've been pitching for a while. <laughs> oh my god. Um, the uh, golden comparison is not bad because this straight up has pretty similar kind of thing where it's the basically the same overarching story, but there's a new characters, there's a new dungeon, there's new like. Um, I guess metaverse like the mementos is different here. I don't know how much we I mean it's a review. We're going to get into spoilers here just just from the jump. I'll just say that right now. There will be spoilers for some of the stuff that's new in this game. Uh I don't think there will be anything too massively major for stuff that is like, you know, that hasn't people haven't already had 3 years to um find out for themselves from mm-hmm. the first game. So be aware of that though if you if you want to drop off completely and not have anything spoiled for you whatsoever. Uh, this is the time to do it. But yeah, um, I, I would say Mementos, like, especially, which is this kind of, like, uh, randomized dungeon in the style of a Persona 3 um, that they brought back in Persona 5 has 
seen some really, really significant changes especially, but uh, for the most part, pretty much the same game in terms of overall layout, but just with a lot yeah. of enhancements. Yeah. Uh, does the fucking cat tell you to go to bed every 10 minutes still? Yes, <laughs> but I've all, I have noticed that there's like... Like, okay, say in, in an event where in the original game, Morgana would have told you to go yeah. to sleep. Yeah. There are at least more things to do in the building that you are trapped right. in. Okay. So you don't, like, waste a night. Yes. All like, right. You can, you know, you can, you can study. You can make things, that, like, you know, help your stats a little yeah. bit. Um, I, in general, I have found Morgana to, like, be less of an annoyance on that front specifically. Totally. Yeah. So let me, let's back way up for one second and just and talk to the folks that might not know what the fuck a Persona is, right. uh, game is for just one second. Then I think we can get back into it because I asked, we've been talking about a couple of things that I think deserve some context. And also I think, you know, uh, offhandedly, I'm, I'm already coming up with ways to pick this game apart and people don't even know what I'm talking about. So but basically the Persona games are... Uh, as best as I can describe them to a layperson, are JRPGs that combine social management and dungeon crawling, but also collecting stuff. They're dating sim. Like another way to say that, I think, but a little bit more concisely, is they're dating sims meet JRPGs, right? Yeah, mm. yeah. Like, yeah, like I would say so. Not all sure. of the relationships you have are romantic um, no, with different characters, but. but but in terms of mapping those kind of social maps and stuff, yeah. I, I, like charting those social maps, I think that's that's pretty accurate. Totally. Um, and Persona and, three and, onward, Persona one and two were kind of different things. Right. And and three onward, or basically, they hold you to a schedule that is separated by basically like different periods of the day, and you can only do a certain number of things uh, in those periods before it's basically like, hey, time passes and it's it's time for sleep yeah essentially um and then there are periods where you'll be able to basically go into this dungeon to accomplish kind of major story beats and a lot of the fighting takes place there um and you have these i mean circling back to jojo comparisons here right. um you have what are basically stands you have personas which are these kind of like magical aspects of sure. your personality that when you're inside of this alternate world which always has a different name in the different games but in this one is called the metaverse whenever you're in there you can summon these like spirits behind you that have different magical powers that represent part of your psyche and then use those to fight bosses and de defeat yeah. monsters yeah uh so yeah i mean persona 5 follows uh joker a protagonist and uh basically you know uh, kenneth do you want to tell us about but like the basic overall plot of this game yeah so you you know you start out you're, like this character i mean he's not called joker in the beginning yeah, no, of course not. Name he gets eventually. Yeah. oh you mean uh, akira karusu yeah, I, I we we call him Ren Amamiya or in this in this part. Okay, uh huh. <laughs> no, Charlie Tanoku. Okay. It, it, you know what's really funny is that I I completely spaced on his real name. So thanks to both of you for picking up the slack on that one. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, so what ends up happening is he go he comes to Tokyo. He has been sort of uh, he he has been accused of assaulting a, this person. He finds like this very prominent politician and so he's basically like an outcast the second he gets there because everyone's talking mad shit about him about him being this you know this criminal that has been forced into their school and yeah. kind of being the outcast that he is he meets other characters who are to varying degrees outcasts within the school and then they kind of realize hey the world is shit and then a lot of that is due to people that are in power <laughs> but we have 
this means to go into this the metaverse and basically confront these very warped versions of these people in this world, so then they end up confessing to their crimes in the real right. world. The shadows. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So you're 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 basically collecting schoolmates and folks around town to basically help you do this stuff and building relationships with them. And then that's kind of kind of how things jump off and you have these kind of you know month separations where like I I if you played any any like uh Fire Emblem Three Houses, yeah. like I think that formula is kind of similar. Fire Emblem Three like, Houses definitely just aped a lot of what Persona yeah, does. It aped a lot of this. So if you liked that format of kind of managing a structure for a month at a time, like that's that's kind of what what you know you'll you'll find here although maybe a little more granular a lot more stuff to to do and folks to talk to and stuff like that in uh in persona i feel like also um, way better combat uh way better balance. yeah I, I i totally agree with that so I, I guess i have questions about like what what is what is unique about um about royal and kind of like you know for someone like me that spent 60 hours with it I, I have a couple times thought about, hey, maybe I should just, like, start up a new Persona 5 game. And obviously, when Royal was announced, I, I was like, nah, I obviously can't do that. I'll wait for this. But what is waiting for me that would, uh, you know, blow my socks off, if, if anything? Uh, I think the one thing that is definitely going to jump out um, to people who maybe know this game mostly from the memes is that the entire game has been relocalized, um, like mm, re-recorded yeah. from the jump. That's a big deal. Yeah, that's a really big deal. That was easily, like, famously Persona Five. Like, despite the fact that it was delayed about seventy-six times uh, during its development, <laughs> uh, was the English localization was extremely rushed. Despite the fact that uh, Atlas and Sega have like very, very, very good localization teams. It's the same team that did Yakuza Zero, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, which is famous. And then that's a very good localization. Oh yes, so. yes. Um, and it was, it, but it still was just like complete dog shit <laughs> in a lot of spots. Yeah. Like I think uh, at the time I was willing to overlook a lot more of that stuff because it was like so slathered with style on the visual side of things, but like that. But like some of the sentences that characters utter in like the English language just sound like PlayStation One era style like just what what are you mistranslation yes right totally like referring to people as a scum instead of scum a scumbag or scum you know like <laughs> a character <laughs> very early on one that's very strange is like there's a, a, a lawyer character uh, uh, a prosecutor who is like interviewing your character at the beginning of the game and then there was in the original translation a scene where a cop comes up and says you have a phone call and then she answers her cell phone as if like <laughs> That's how that works. <laughs> and now that doesn't happen anymore. She's a, He says something like, you know, you should be expecting a call soon or something like that. Right. And then she gets a phone call or something like that. You know? That's funny. Things like that. Just desperately needed an editor. Mm -hmm. like, totally. Yeah. Like, it needed a, a second pass, and it finally, years later, got that. Uh, that's that's a huge, huge, huge thing. Like, from beginning to end, that's the first thing you're going to notice, because a lot of the other stuff doesn't really come into play until, you know, about a dozen hours into the game, I would say. Does that sound right mm -hmm. to you, Kenneth? That sounds about right. Yeah, now. Like, I, like I was one of like the like the I guess like the poster child of this game is this new character named Kasumi, and I was like very surprised at how <laughs> absent she was for like a like a solid like right two dungeons. Like she doesn't even show up, and like she doesn't even become like a proper uh, social link or confidant as they're called in this game until like after 
that she, even she's so, rewritten into the prologue cutscene thing in here ah, um, yeah there's, interesting. there's kind of a this game is kind of like the first half of it is kind of told out of like chronological order with like uh yeah the frame narrative is that you're being interrogated by that prosecutor and it's sort of told in flashback and then the like stuff that is happening in the present day outside of that flashback uh she is now in that opening intro thing and she talks to you and you see her in her like metaverse costume and stuff like that but then Uh from then on like you she kind of shows up in the background as like an npc like in the school every once in a while and people are constantly talking about her but like she plays no major role in the game for like kenneth said like two dungeons yeah so i mean so if i i mean besides the localization if i if i pop this thing in you know, on March 31st, I'm basically going to expect to not see anything drastically different for like 12 hours in. Is that what I'm hearing? Um, I mean, it's not like Kasumi is like the main new character, but there's like sure. several new ones as well. Like okay. there's like a counselor who comes in like very early yeah. on, like after the first dungeon. Okay. And he, you know, honestly, like I feel like he actually addresses like one of my biggest problems with Persona is that after a character is kind of done with their A plot, of the game, they kind of go into the background and like don't really develop otherwise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and then they, you've got they... this guy that's like, "I'm a counselor. My entire job is to unpack your feelings." So oh, let's do that. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I think I think that's that's significant because I did feel like um, exactly like you said. I mean, it, it's it's not that they're totally discarded, but it, it does feel like they're pushed way, way, way down when you when you kind of solve a person's problem right. it they just kind of become less of a less of a fixture in your in your life which is not how life works no. so it was kind of this weird um you know if we're trying to really uh, uh simulate to some degree how social interactions were work that that was kind of an odd part of persona 5 so that's good that they've address that to some extent there's also um the dungeons themselves the main dungeons which are called palaces in this game um have been reworked to a certain degree there's like new secret Mm. areas and new items that you can collect that definitely make an impact on just the general flow of things in general actually i feel like persona 5 royal does a better job of giving you um because again when you progress through time in this game when you decide to take an action it eats up a chunk of your day but whenever you go into like the metaverse when you, whether that's uh, one of these like bespoke dungeons or the randomized thing mementos your character is like ah you're so exhausted you can't do anything for the rest of the day so you're really committing yeah. to that combat side of things and in the original game like the, the main palaces were you know they were fine they had like some interesting ideas and stuff like that some of the later ones got to be a bit of a slog but there wasn't yeah other than killing enemies and collecting like loot there wasn't really a lot to do now there's like these hidden collectibles called will seeds mm. um which are like neat like they transform when you collect all of them in a given dungeon they transform into unique loot um that you can bring out later and upgrade down the line um, and they also restore your mana, which early on in the game is really, really hard to come by. So if you're not like really good at Shin Megami Tensei combat, which Persona was originally part of a Japanese RPG franchise called <laughs> Shin Megami Tensei, and they've split <laughs> off, but they all still share the same combat and enemies and all that other stuff. Um, <laughs> if, if you're not super familiar with uh, th- that combat system, those first couple of dungeons could be really difficult and, and draining on your characters, and so you might have to commit to multiple days in the dungeon and really eat up a lot of your time that you would otherwise yeah. want to spend with, like, characters. Um, yeah. And the will seeds kind of alleviate that a, a good bit, and then once you get to Mementos, there is another new character that we haven't mentioned yet called Jose, 
um, who has these collectibles that you can collect through mementos that you can also trade in for healing items, specifically uh, items that raise your mana. They're, they are limited. They're not an infinite. You can't just keep doing it forever. But yeah. um, you can land in there way, 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 way longer than you, you could before. And it becomes less of a slog, I think. Mm. Okay. Do you agree? Just the, in general. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, do you agree with, with that these dungeons are less of a slog, Kenneth? Yeah, I think that just in general, the game does a better job of making that side of the game more enticing than it ever was. Because, I mean, I mean, not to say that it is entirely sort of my feelings on the social dynamics, and that is, like, the more, I guess the thing that I enjoy most about Persona. Yeah. But at least, like, I don't feel like I'm holding off on these dungeons and going to that as long as I possibly can while I do everything else. Um, so... Yeah. I feel more inclined to be there than I ever right. did before. My sure. my loop with Persona games, at least you know, three onward, is basically delay the dungeon stuff as much as possible, yep. and then mm -hmm. I basically have to, you know, spend in in what feels like an inordinate about amount of time there in order to, you know, actually get to where I need to be, and and then I kind of like rinse and repeat, and I after after a few of those cycles that starts to wear on me. So it's good that they've at least given some care to um, that side of it. Because yeah, I, I think, you know, very anecdotally, I feel like uh, we we are on the same page with a lot of folks on, hey, the social dynamic stuff is really the star of the show and the rest of it could be better. Yeah. Um, I mean, I personally so, love Shin Megami Tensei games outside of Persona as well. Yeah. I love this combat system, mm -hmm. the weakness, yeah. which I don't think we've really said. It's like all based around, in, in, you know, depending on which game in the franchise you're playing, it's press turns, or in this game it's called one mores, which are anytime mm -hmm. you hit the weakness of an enemy or land a critical hit, you get a free turn thereafter. Um, and in the Persona franchise in particular, if you can hit every single enemy with a weakness on the same turn, you get to, like either interrogate them and for items or money or get them to join your team and become a persona that you can then summon from then on or yep. you can do like this all out attack that just does massive damage that ignores all weaknesses and resistances um and i love that flow i've always loved that flow of the mm. press turn combat system in all of the shin Megami tensei games but uh again yeah when this game or this sub franchise in particular has such a focus on the outside stuff like not keeping those things like necessarily as interesting as each other all the time uh is a huge problem and it's less of a problem here for sure yeah oh cool yeah um, um yeah. oh go ahead i was just gonna say kenneth like how do you kind of feel just about um in general obviously we said it is a new localization and it is much cleaner but how do you just kind of like now that you've come back to the game again how do you kind of just feel about returning to the story like with even with the new characters or without them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so... In general... Yeah, like, like I said, the localization and just, like, being in that universe is less of, like, a... I don't even know if it's a chore to say, like, to, to endure a lot of that uh, messy dialogue, but just in general, like, everything seems to flow yeah. better in a way that, like, I don't... I know a lot of a lot of, a lot of the criticism of the game is that it is too long, and <laughs> that is, you know... A hundred hours is a lot to ask of anybody, but I also, like... And maybe it's just been, because it's been, like, three years at this point, I don't feel myself ever really slowing down on it. Like, it's one of those games where, like, I stop playing because I have to do something else, not because right. I feel necessarily compelled to stop. Right. And that is very impressive of a, of a 100 hour game yeah. that I don't really feel like it ever is wasting my time. Yeah. And one mm -hmm. that you already played at this point, right? Exactly, yeah. Um, 
on the note of localization, though, I mean, I, I guess, Stephen, you haven't gotten to it yet, but they did, and I, and I wrote about this a little bit, um, they did address some things about Persona, or at least, let me rephrase, localization specifically did, Persona 5 Royal does not, uh, address probably my biggest problem with Persona yeah. 5, which was a general, uh, dis, uh, like, the appearance of a disdain towards, like, queer people and queer identity, because there is... Like, the sole queer representative in this game is this two, are these two um, gay men who appear to assault a character named Ryuji in this game. Um, and it kind of kicked up some dust, uh, you know, last month when Atlas West said that they were going to be addressing this. And I got to that scene, and what they do now is they make these men, like, drag enthusiasts, and they think they <laughs> see Ryuji oh my God. being, like, having... Like, having interest in this, and then so, like, they drag him off to, like, show the ropes. Um, I'm a little mixed on how I feel about, sort of... Like, I think the scene itself is now, like, more inoffensive than it ever was, because it was a very gross thing initially to have a game that is ostensibly about, sort of, you know, people... Oppressed peoples, like, marginalized people. Oppressed, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, Power dynamics, yeah. Right. And so now it's just, like, you know, it's a... not funny per se, but at least I see the humor in the situation, even if I'm not laughing. Yeah. It's it's Where, less like offensive and more just like <laughs> right. it's less offensive and more inoffensive, and like that's as right. good as you can maybe expect from this franchise to a certain degree. A, a low, a yeah. low bar, but yeah. This game, like, right. but we should say too that this like franchise and the this uh, director, the lead director on this game, uh, whose name escapes me all of a sudden, but he also worked on Catherine, uh, has a long history mm-hmm. of uh, treating. Right queer people and queer identities like dog shit. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, and uh, the thing that, uh, like, you, you mentioned Catherine, and, like, the thing that... I don't think Catherine Full Body is, like, a great sort of, like, re-examining of the things that that game sort of said when it first came out, but I think at least I felt there was an attempt to being it's, made it's to, way like, better. with... It. Right. Yeah. And, like, you know, for all of the absolute garbage that Catherine has to say about women and trans identity, like, it at least is attempting to reckon with what it, it said before, where I kind of, like, I, you know, kudos to Atlas West yeah. for stepping in and, like, making that change, but also, like, I don't feel like the game at large does anything to really com- combat these sort of things that it ever said before. Right. Yeah. I mean, so it's like, it's like putting a bandage on something, but it's still, the gaping wound is still well, there. Well, it feels so. like a punt. I mean, it feels like they're just like, oh, it's not even really that anymore. Bye. You know, yeah. it's, it's yeah. not, it's, it's nothing. Pers- it's not really addressing anything. Persona needs there. like just a, like, it just needs queer romance options. It just needs those and it has needed those for probably like 15 years now. And it just needs to it's, centralize it's, those characters. It's honestly fucking inexcusable at this point. I mean, like, like just mm-hmm. to, like I, I think these games are really good, and I, I'm typically excited about them, and I think like the relationship building is you know one of the most rewarding mechanics in games. But like it, it's fucking inexcusable now to to not really have queer romance in these games. Yeah. I mean it's 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 and it's, 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 it's just like let's you know call, call it what it is. It's just like it's totally unacceptable yeah. in 2020. Totally. Uh huh. Um, and it's, it's just, and it's especially weird when. Almost every relationship in this game has that same, like, emotionally intimate undertone that is kind of, like, universal. Yeah. Like, even oh, with, like, characters like Ryuji and Yusuke. Yeah. And especially, like, Akechi, who is, you know, a character that was in the original game, but he has, like, a sort of new uh, confidant in this game that is kind of separate from the main path, which was how it was originally in the original game. It's, like, 
super fucking yeah. gay. Like I just yeah, I'm I, like outright. That's what it is. I was yeah, I was gonna say like I I don't think this game is about the straight gays. Like it's not really. I don't really get the sense of this was written you know solely with these with these romance options in mind but then then every single expression is just basically a, a very 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 standard kind of straight relationship kind of stuff and it's just like it's you know it's like i, I it's 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 a bummer it's not it's not something that they you know seem to be interested in addressing um even when they have the chance to which is which is yeah. pretty weird to me that is what what is so strange is like these games i mean going all the way back to you know probably persona i don't remember persona one and two as much as i do three through five but like right. going back to three at the very least like akihiko is very clearly like supposed to be a queer person like is, right. has a bunch of relationships like that like four deals with it very directly with like naoto is like very heavily to impl implied to be like non-binary by the end of their um whole arc and a bunch of other mm, stuff yeah. and then other uh, obviously kanji whose whole worry is that like you know to about toxic masculinity and stuff like that and how he appears to other people and it's like these games have queer characters in them they just never right. come out and say yeah. like you can also date them like they're clearly they queer <laughs> The, the closest analog I can really make is is a lot of modern Disney stuff where mm. it's like a lot of mm. stuff is very clearly coded as queer. I mean, like Frozen 2, fuck, mm. like what the fuck? Yeah. Like that is a, like, <laughs> that, I was watching that on the plane the other day and I was like, fucking what? Like, El, El, like Elsa is, this is, Elsa should have just been like, hey, I'm gay. Yeah. Like that's just like, that is the, that's not even subtext of that film. And like to me it's a, it's very close it's it's maybe the video game equivalent of mm. of that whole trend of you know this this i i i'm not queer enough to say queer baiting with any sort of like uh authority well, I am, but and it's I'm, like, I'm giving you permission to say it <laughs> sure yeah exactly so i that's what it feels like to me is kind of yeah. dangling these these themes and these these feelings at an audience that is obviously ready for it and is is getting queerer by the day. Ready for it and isn't even strong enough. Like it has been no. demanding for it for like the better part of a decade is more <laughs> uh, the way to phrase course. it. Of course, and yeah, it just it does feel weird. I mean, not to not to totally just to put a button on it. And it is just wild. Yeah, it's that mm -hmm. that's not just um an obvious thing that they're leaning into and and and, and you know like I, I can't speak to a ton of cultural stuff um but i also think like other franchises that are coming out of that culture are doing this better than I mean, persona is near automata a game that came out the same year in the u.s as, yep. as persona 5 was a, a game that just had like a bunch of queer characters like like out yep. queer characters and then like yo Kotaro was like yeah because queer people exist yep. and i want my game to reflect like what the real world mm. is like like what yeah um yeah and yeah i mean kenneth you mentioned uh catherine and i'll i'll we can move on from this too uh after a second here but i just wanted to say like i mean you, you're right catherine is not like a perfect um update of that by any means but also like it goes to great lengths to like at least um have its care it adds way more dialogue and central character development to like it's queer characters and stuff like that by the end of that thing yeah. in a way that feels like you could have just done that in persona 5 as well you could have just brought in kasumi or yeah. you could have, in yeah. kasumi you could have done a different character or 
or you could have made it so that Yusuke or somebody like that was was like also an option. Like just keep because most of those uh, relationship things are basically identical up until the last like thing where you decide are you right. dating them or are you not. And it wouldn't have right. taken a lot of extra labor. It's certainly less than what they added to Catherine, which is like an entire third subplot to that game um, that previously right. only had two. But yeah, yeah. For the rest of the game. Um, just yeah, like uh, like Kenneth, like you were saying, like I feel like it is just breezy to get through. Like you know, with that yeah. aside, with that with that kind of just lingering psychic wound, um, it's it's <laughs> wild to me like how easily I've just fallen right back into playing this one. Probably more so, yeah. in, and I'm not a person who replays very like story driven games like ever, right? Uh, not in a long time anyway, and. I'm just amazed by how easy it is to just like, oh yeah, like I'm just in totally invested yep. in these characters all over again, and I'm ready to just put another 150 hours into it or whatever the fuck it takes. That's me. cool. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, I I would like to point out to folks maybe listening that haven't played a Persona game, uh, but love RPGs. When when we say 100 hours plus, yeah, that's not like. That's that's not like when people say that about like Witcher, which yeah. is a mm. game that you could, in theory, beat its main quest in about thirty five hours, yeah. um, and then like do a bunch of side stuff that'll flesh it out for one hundred and ten, one hundred and twenty hours. No, like this game is regimented in a way that like it is not going to take you less than a hundred hours to see it mm. through to completion. Right. So just like be fully prepared and aware of that if you're going into this for the first time. Totally. Um, that's that's just what I would say because I I think I was shocked by that when I played Persona Three. I was like, oh yeah, I'm getting into JRPGs. Like this is this is awesome. And I'm like, yeah, I, I do all the side shit. It's great. And I was like, oh word, like this thing really like I don't have a choice. Pretty much, yeah. this is basically just gonna <laughs> you know hold my hand through a hundred hours plus. And and it's true, but it, but it does fill out with content. I mean, it's not like um it's not like there's a ton of filler in this no, in this game right. no, no, no. Uh, in this series yeah. so that's i mean a, that's a good thing and i was i was talking to some people today it's like you know like like we said earlier like the game the idea that this game is too long is sort of like i would say probably the main criticism of this game yeah but i also have never heard a satisfactory answer when i ask well what would you care? yeah yeah i mean i th i think maybe the the way to look at a persona game if you're really gonna dive into it is like expect it to be basically several seasons worth of content if you're thinking mm. of it like a an anime or like a tv show yeah. or like some, something that you really love it's it's not something that is a thing that you can blow through in a weekend or even a week <laughs> or even two weeks which we can also talk about if you want to about no, how, right. how much y'all have played of this game and maybe how much uh uh, how difficult it is to kind of put a, a stamp on this thing as a review um, so soon after getting kind of the release build. Yeah. You want to start, Kenneth? Yeah, I can. Um, so, I mean, for context for anybody who might be listening, over the years, I've had, like, generally Alice is, like, fairly good about getting review oh, code yeah, up to people. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, at least, like, maybe, like, a month in advance. And I think that was the case for a lot of outlets when the first one came out. And so we got this... <laughs> Maybe ten days ago. Yeah, that sounds about that's right. A, that's about I right. Pull up the email, um, but I think you're about right. Yeah, and so now, do y'all want to do some know, math with me? I know we're we're writers, we're not math <laughs> people, but if you got it ten days ago 
and this is a hundred plus hour mm. game. Do you want to maybe take a, a, a swing the, for the folks at home about how many hours a day you would have had to have been mm. playing this? At least half of that time would have had to have been dedicated solely to playing Persona 5 yeah. Royal. Yeah. Yeah. To even approach the ending of this game. Which, yeah. which I so, did when the first game came out for review. Like It was a game that I... I've, yeah. I've talked about this in Slack. I don't think I've ever talked about it on a podcast before, but I, I played the original Persona 5 for review 120 hours for Ars Technica mm. and was literally hallucinating by the end of it because I would get oh, I would literally yeah. I, would, I believe it <laughs> I would get I up in the morning yeah. at like 7 o'clock and I would play that game until I went to bed at like you know 11, 12 you know p.m. sometimes later depending on how into it I was uh, maybe eat in between maybe shower in between and then by the end of it I was just like I was seeing the menus in front of my face like the Tetris effect or something like that <laughs> as I went to bed <laughs> yeah I was just heard like yeah, <laughs> beneath the mask <laughs> playing <laughs> constantly <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah. oh god <laughs> yeah so um again and back then like I, I played the original and like i think i beat it in 12 days like and that was uh that's, like and it's also like going school brisk. and working my other job yeah, yeah but that's, uh, that's a brisk thing, face yeah so the <laughs> the thing that is a little bit frustrating to me was that we got royal in what would have been like a very reasonable time frame if the reviews like the embargo had been closer when the game yeah. was actually coming out yeah. at the moment of this recording it literally doesn't come out for 14 yeah. days so even I another don't, i don't week get it i don't get it would have helped yeah. you look at this week and, you look at this week you look at neo which just came out you look at fucking animal crossing you look at doom and Turner, <laughs> no one gives a shit about anything else yeah. except for those things right. right now wait a week in a week we're all going to be so going even crazier with this mm. fucking isolation yeah and it's like mm. this is fine holy Just shit like week. and yeah like uh you know if animal crossing is not your thing guess what this is a fucking perfect game to just like sit mm. at home and play because it's like literally just a daily life simulator yeah. with like a little bit more structure to it than an this is the only social interaction i'm getting yeah, right now. exactly uh-huh <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah i mean and in the social interaction i would i would say almost probably much more realistically mimics kind of what you might actually be encountering so it's like Maybe it is a really good a good substitute for some of that. You know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, it's two weeks away. It's so strange. I don't get it whatsoever. My, my, my only, like, the only thing I thought was, like, maybe they wanted to get out ahead of Animal Crossing and yeah. Doom. That's why. And I'd be like, hey, remember this other thing is coming this month. If, like, you're a person that only buys, like, one, maybe two yeah. games a month. Yeah. yeah. But also, well, like. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I don't know because like uh, like I, I don't know I was, sorry I was like I don't know anybody that re is reviewing this game that no well of course not yeah because most of the people who are reviewing this game right now anyway have already played the original too so like a lot mm -hmm. of them are yeah. coming, you know a lot of you know, existing knowledge and stuff like that so that they can compare it like which is what we're doing here but uh, yeah. Yeah, the other thing too is it was like you know I don't want to get too inside baseball -y. I don't know if that's boring for people but like they did push the embargo back by one day <laughs> I think one they day. had the one option wow. clearly they thought <laughs> thank about you it. for this bountiful artist <laughs> <laughs> it was very strange like I mean like props to Atlas for a lot of things like Atlas is like you said really great about getting us codes in advance and stuff like that they're actually pretty open about a lot of those things but it's just it was so strange like I don't I just think it's a yeah. poor decision on their part I don't think it was malicious or anything no like, no weird. I I just you know when when you have a when you have a JRPG especially it's just you know, those can drag so 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 long um yeah the, those those codes need to need to get out several weeks in advance yeah um and they did they just also put the yeah, embargo just, up they also put the embargo yep
but yeah, no, um, I'm still. But I am loving the game. I'm I'm probably having a better time with it now than I had with it before, and partially. Why you do know, you think that is? I think that's partially just because of you know the the localization does just really help a lot. It it okay. gets those characters across a lot better. Persona is a game that like. You know, this comparison might not mean anything to anybody, but like Doctor Who fans always have their their favorite Doctor for Doctor Who or something like that. I, th- I feel, or you know, your first Zelda game is always your favorite Zelda game, that sort of thing. Like, I feel like Persona can be the same way a lot, where everybody has a fucking opinion about which is the best Persona game and which is the best cast. Um, mm. So it can be sometimes like, if it's not the one that you like grew up with, like for me being Persona Three. Um, it always feels like slightly off because they're going for a different thing tonally every time. Uh, Persona Five gets maybe a little bit darker in a lot of spots than Four did, whereas Three maybe got dark in different ways uh, and was maybe more like traditional JRPG stuff. Um, and now that I can like see those characters again uh, and reevaluate them and appreciate them again um, with a you know better localization that gets across their personalities better. I think that makes a huge difference. Um, I think some like some of the characters in Persona 5 are my favorite individual characters in the franchise. Like Makoto is maybe one yeah. of my favorite JRPG characters of all time. Uh, this kind of like high school uh, student council president character who starts off as sort of an antagonist <laughs> to you and then like joins your team partway through and rides a motorcycle and it's very good. <laughs> uh, what about you? What about you, Kenneth? Yeah, I have um. Like, if you put a gun to my head, Persona 3 or 5, like, those those two casts in particular, could, either of them could be my favorite, depending on the day. Um, like, I, I have a, a, a very particular attachment to, like, Ryuji in Persona 5 yeah. and Akihiko in Persona 3. Um, in general, though, like, I'm... Like I said, it, it could be either of those any given day, so, like, I don't... It's more like I enjoy all of the Persona games fairly equally, and... Like you said, a localization really helps at least give these characters their due yeah. in terms of, like, they don't have that stain on, like, it's their legacy right. anymore. Yeah. So, they, like, I do think that, by and large, is probably the best thing that Royal has for anyone that maybe either bounced off of Persona 5 or yeah. is looking, like, which version should I bother to play? Right. And I could, I could really swear we we kind of briefly hinted at this earlier. I could, I would have to go back and play the original game to compare them day by day. But I swear Morgana is way more relenting on like what like the times that you are allowed to leave your apartment or not or your your weird you live inside yeah. a coffee shop in this game, which is a whole thing. Yeah, no, I yeah. I believe it. I mean, like I I I felt like that was a genuine like quality of life problem in that game. Yeah, where it was just like. It, it did feel confining in a way that um, I, it didn't feel good. It didn't feel like natural in some way. Mm-hmm. It, it just felt always like, you know, you kind of get into this rhythm of like, okay, I know what to expect from being able to kind of do things in this kind of like pattern. And yeah, I, I kind of am aware of the time I have in between these things. And yeah, I think I can squeeze these things in and that fucking cat yeah. will just tell you, <laughs> Nah, like, you were wrong about that. You kind of miscalculated what you could do today, Chief. Uh, go to bed, it, you know? And I'm just like, mm, It okay. makes you... It made me and uh, several other people... There were there were literally, like, webcomics about this, like, fan art about oh, this. Yeah. Like, how much you resent Morgana because they make yeah. him the poster <laughs> child for your, like, imprisonment in this coffee shop. Like, it's yeah, yeah, bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's... 
it's strange. And and Morgana deserves better. I think Morgana's actually a pretty good character as far as certainly better than I think that I like Teddy. Teddy has some problems in Persona 4. I like <laughs> Teddy. Persona sure. or, or Morgana is better than Teddy. Teddy has yeah. some problems that they need to address. But I mean, um, you got to put that asterisk next to most of these characters. They got some problems, yeah. but you know, mostly they're they're mostly, they're mostly fine. I got problems. Are, are, we all got problems. Are, yeah. <laughs> Are there any like mechanical quality of life improvements? I mean, you, you mentioned the uh, the will seeds, which kind of mm-hmm. alleviates some of the uh, um, you know kind of grindiness. It sounds like totally. maybe. Yeah. Um, well, the but, will but seeds any, and anything and Jose. else. Yeah. Okay, Jose. Yeah. yeah. Um, any other kind of mechanical quality of life improvements that y'all can kind of think of? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like, uh, the reason I brought up Jose again is because I forgot to mention that, like, there's this whole aspect of going through Mementos now where um, you can right. get permanent upgrades to your farming. Um, farming items, ah, money, and XP. That's, that's a pretty big deal, yeah. Yeah, it's huge. Because money is actually, like, kind of a big deal in Persona 5. Like, yeah, you it need is. a lot of it. You need a lot of it, yeah. Um, for various things, too, especially because you get, like, bonuses for having specific personas that match the personalities of your confidants mm-hmm. that you talk to, and that costs money to bring those out of storage. Um, and so Joe Jose, like, has this whole thing where you can explore mementos, which makes it more interesting to explore mementos because there are these collectibles now called, uh, like, stamp machines, and then there are also, you know, you there's a currency called flowers that you can use to just buy consumable items, but these stamps will make it so that you can permanently uh, make it so that you just get 120% boost to XP that you gain while in while grinding the dungeon in Mementos, or you just get double items from every item drop in Mementos, or 150% money and stuff like that. Like, it's huge. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I, I also think, like, maybe, Kenneth, you can tell me if this was in the original game. I, th- I think it existed to some degree, but I think it's more fleshed out here. There's kind of a... You could just at any time when you're out in the overworld press the um i don't know what you call that the touchpad button on the playstation 4 controller yeah that yeah that has been a lifesaver because it's like a lot of so okay when i the first time i played persona 5 i did not end up finishing the majority of the confidants that i wanted to do because i wasn't aware of like the day like i guess it was like a time management thing like i wasn't always aware of who was available any given day yeah so yeah for sure they they've added this thing on the touchpad which is it basically is like this menu that shows you what you can do that like day. Like everything. Like and every activity and every confidant. Right. Oh, wow. Every, every job, yeah, every that's, person, that's every... That's a huge, everything. huge deal. So I think in general, because of that, I am making the most of the time that I have every given day in a way that I certainly wasn't the first game, time I played the game. Yeah. And so like hopefully by the end, I will have seen more of the confidants than I ever did. And, and there was, like, there were workarounds in the first game, and they're still here. Like, you could go to the map and then check every individual yeah. region, and then it would give you information. But that was right. not that's, that was not easy, and it was not, that, like, given to your attention. That, yeah, right. that's not a, a good use of time in the real world. <laughs> it's just like, all right, let me pull up Google Maps real quick and see if I have any friends right. at the Costco that I can go just hang out with today. Right, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's huge. Like, in the previous Persona, it, it, it that still returns here, the too, is the uh, this thing that, and it was actually in Fire Emblem Three Houses as well, which is, uh, it'll show you, like, anybody who's connected online, it will show you, like, what percentage of players decided right. to do X, Y, or yeah. Z, uh, which can be a good kind of thing to point you in the right direction um that yeah that that makes a big difference um i still i there are still things in the game and i get that they maybe want to like keep it 
as secrets to like have fun little discoveries but there are like really 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 useful things that the game just literally never tells you about like again early on uh. in the game you, you can't get sp back except from very specific items or eventually from will seeds and jose and stuff like that mm. but there is a vending machine next to the laundromat near yep. your house that will sell them to you every week and the game just never tells you wow. that that vending machine is the good one all the other vending machines have dog <laughs> shit in them but that one has now. something useful now, all these things that the game doesn't tell you, but we might know, did, would those things appear in maybe a, an article on a yeah. website somewhere? You know, that's oh, actually, okay. that's a really good idea, John. I should really get started on that. Uh, oh, God, why am I, why haven't I published this already? <laughs> no, yeah, we're, we're, we'll have a tips guide up on uh, fanbyte.com. I was trying not to be crass about it, John. I, I didn't yeah, want to just listen, plug my I, shit. I don't, listen, we're, we're in the fucking wasteland now. We have to just, like, <laughs> we have to just call our shots and, 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 and be completely crass, so. Sure. Yeah. You know what? The fan by brand. <laughs> Throw, <laughs> throwing elbows in the wasteland. That's us. Mm-hmm. Um, like the WWE. Yeah, no. WWE with an empty audience not to fucking switch gears but like seek out some of the videos that have been going around of world wrestling entertainment in an empty stadium because they're about to get weirder as Wrestlemania is going to be in an empty fucking arena now which is going to be completely bonkers anyway which hey if you're if you're again if you're missing some of that uh, human contact here we've got some really cool characters for you in Persona 5 Royal exactly um so I Mm, maybe maybe y'all know this maybe y'all don't yet are, are there new personas like new enemies bosses anything like that that you know uh folks can expect who may have played the first one uh i know there are a few like generally i mean this is just at the, at the point that i've gotten to it's not so much that they in like bring out a lot of new enemies it's more about yeah. like reworking old ones yeah. okay because like all the boss fights they have like kind of like a second stage that they didn't originally ah okay um, and, you know, once I get to, like, the higher level stuff, because I'm roughly halfway through what is the base game uh, at this point. I haven't seen any of that stuff yet. But, uh, like, there's a whole extra semester in this game yeah. where other shit's going to happen, where I assume there are going to be more Personas, new yeah. enemies. I believe there's an entire new dungeon that... in there, too. Similar to yeah. Persona 4 yeah, yeah, Golden yeah. Had, a, had an extra dungeon as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Also... You know, imagine if people that reviewed had been able to get to the yeah, end of the game and see what it. You know, what, <laughs> what a world we might have lived in. Sure. Uh, I was going to also say, too, like, there's this whole concept of, like, perilous enemies, or... I forget what they're called exactly. Oh, right, right. Like, what... They they, they blow yeah. up. That's that's what I know about Yeah, them. they blow up, and, like, there's basically now... So, in the, the original Persona, Persona doesn't have um, randomized boss... Or, randomized boss battles. Randomized battles, like, you know, your classic uh, Final Fantasy... Or it's more like the Chrono Trigger Final Fantasy twelve style thing of like you can see the enemies in the see field them on the map. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. And before it would be like, oh, if you you can use this kind of like Phantom Thieves vision uh, to see if like what level they are uh, and say, right. ah, they're gonna, they're about my level. I can handle them. Oh, they're really tough. But if I beat them, I'll get an item and I'll get like a bunch of XP. Um, yeah, those always existed and those are back. But now like individual random battles will have these. I forget what they're called. Like it, perilous enemies is close enough um, that are glowing and if you attack them, they basically instantly counterattack you. Uh, for like big damage so you have to really like it forces you to think about um when you're using your uh weakness exploiting attacks and uh, that sort of thing because they won't attack you back if you hit their weakness and if you Uh. if you kill them uh before they get to counterattack you they will explode and kill everybody else on the enemy side so that you can uh save 
a lot of your resources and items and things nice which comes in super super handy on like the harder difficulties in this game because if, mm. if you play on anything harder than normal it actually gets pretty savage like you can get one shot by mini bosses like very easily yeah. if you're not careful that, that game's not not that easy to begin with uh for me at least it wasn't mm. so yeah on the harder difficulties yeah. it's pretty pretty tough what are you playing on no no uh, oh sorry go ahead Ken. Uh, i was like now that i think about it i don't know if so like one of the most like contentious difficulty things in this game is if you if Joker gets knocked down specifically yeah. you lose yeah. and I don't I don't remember if I have lost yet for that to happen so Steven, do you know if like it happens still? If that's still a thing that they just kept in the yeah, game for some reason? Absolutely, yeah. Because um, it starts off in the game. Uh, <laughs> I started the game off on merciless difficulty, um, which Oof. is uh, the highest that you can possibly go to. I will say for, for anybody wondering, I think the game does tell you this as well. But you can switch your difficulty up or down at any time. There's no penalty for that. Um, that's good. I think, like maybe it affects trophies or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I uh, started on Merciless because I uh, <laughs> I play Shin Megami Tensei games a lot, uh, and I usually mm. I like a challenge out of them. Um, Atlas RPGs in particular, like you know, Etrian Odyssey as well. So I started on there, and it was just like a slog. It's definitely that one is definitely for like new game plus players, I imagine. Uh, so I bumped mm. it down to hard and did die in one battle. I think I got one shot by a boss that like oh the game just expected me to guard on this turn because it was teaching me how the guard works. So I did die. Um, the there's a couple workarounds to that. The first one is that if you're in a boss battle and Joker dies or you get a part, full party wipe or whatever, you can just restart that fight. It's It just restarts you from the beginning, like, as if nothing happened. So it's not a huge problem. Mm. I don't know if that was the case before. Um, I know that was a thing that they added in Golden that was not in the original Persona 4, so maybe that was a change they made here as well. Mm. Um, the other thing is that... Uh, your confidants can gain the ability to take fatal blows for you uh, as you level them up. Right. Your, or not your confidants, but your specifically your party members. Um, like As you rank up their relationships, one of those rank up things will be like, hey, if Joker is about to get killed, Ryuji will run in and take that blow instead. Uh, and then you can just revive him and it's no big deal. And... On that note, allies, if they die, uh, when, if you beat a battle with an ally that is dead, they will resurrect with one HP. So you don't have to blow, uh, like, rare reviving items out of combat either, which is nice. Interesting. Yeah, I, uh, I am, I'm playing on normal. I have, in the past, I have gotten to where I play on whatever the easy, safe mode, safe mode, that's what it's called, yeah. The easiest one, because, like, it mainly is because of that one-hit knockout, or, like, you'll get one-hit knockout on Joker, and then you just lose the whole thing. And it's like, that is such an antiquated... It's weird. Thing. Yeah, that's it. that, it's like, weird. The, and they, I assume that they, well, because I guess, one, because it seems just like a pillar of their design, they want to keep that. But also I think they keep it just so like the confidant ability to like take the take the fatal blow is something that they want to keep around. It's just like, please just, Persona 6, don't, don't do that. That is like, <laughs> what, that is one of the, one of the criticisms of this game that I will absolutely get behind anybody going off on because it's just, you know, especially when half of these enemies, like or like the bosses, will literally just knock the the entire team out in one hit, or they will target Joker one yeah. hit, and I'm just like, it feels like vestigial dumb. design. I mean, I mean just this, mm. just this kind of relic that has no real function. I don't think it really adds the thing that it they they think it does. I, um, I was gonna say going back to the original PlayStation. I think it is a holdover from like PlayStation yeah, Two I, era, like because I, in, I do too. In in the original Persona Three, before they did the re, the multiple remakes, they did three. Um, you couldn't even control your party members. You right. could only control yep. your main guy. 
Yeah. Uh, and I think that if I was to, like, armchair design this, I think that my guess is that they basically wanted to make it sound, like, feel like you are the centerpiece character because you are like this is about mm. your daily life and your relationships and stuff like that uh-huh. like as opposed to being you're always the leader you're always the, you're the one with the wild card ability to equip multiple personas everybody else can only have one and sort of thing like that i think they want to have stuff in there that centralizes you as the like main protagonist um but yeah, yeah that's maybe not a great way to do that there's probably better ways to establish that and yeah they could have just replaced those confidant abilities with something else they could have just like yeah. put in like oh if joker is about to or hell they could have just kept it in there if joker's about to go down they'll still step in and take the blow because it's still good to have joker up because joker is the only one who can switch personas yeah. and yeah. that makes a big difference Anything else uh, kind of major that's like a difference or, you know, a major point you want to make about the, the game before we kind of wrap up? I think that's I'll, I'll let you know in 80 hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we'll, I'll probably talk be talking about it on FanWith for uh, the next couple of weeks anyway. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> let's let's come back together and do it again if y'all discover anything completely buck wild in the last, you know, 80 hours or so. Sure. I'll, yeah, I'll <laughs> um, go for it. Yeah, a little epilogue episode in case something is uh, is totally against what we're saying here. Um, I, I it sounds like to me that y'all both recommend this. I would say oh, yeah. absolutely, yeah. I, I recommend it to especially like I, I know we were down about certain parts of it, but like I recommend this to people who never played the original and to people who played the, the first one all the way through. Because again, I sure. just, I'm amazed by how much uh, I'm getting out of it on a second playthrough. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it holds up, like, that is basically been my takeaway, is that, like, I am constantly surprised at how into this game I can be again after playing it 100 hours the first time. So, yeah. Yeah. I like I, I, the one thing I will say, one, one last sour note to put it on, I wish there were more animations for the auto attack kills. Do you know what I'm talking about, Kenneth? Ah, uh, mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, whenever you you, you uh, land a full enemy party wipe with an all-out attack in this game, it always every character has their own little like uh, like victory animation, but it's only one victory animation per character, including your own character. I wish they just like had like one more of those each to just like cycle through mm. every once in a while. Like it's it's the Mortal Kombat fatality problem of just like yep i've seen even with three fatalities in this game for this character i've seen them all a hundred times and i'm just like would like a little bit more variety at this point yeah uh but but all altogether the style of this game is just like oozing out of its pores it's ridiculous yeah no if if folks have never seen this game in motion it is one of the most ridiculously stylish looking games uh that that has come out in the past decade uh it's it is a a a triumph of kind of art design and ux and music. and all that stuff music is great mm. oh um, the new music mm. yeah great what, music. so that was i was gonna ask so is there new there's how many new tracks have y'all spotted oh. i don't know the number the the standard battle theme is different or at least like when you when you get like a sneak attack ambush yeah. oh um, it's cool. different okay which uh, bums me out a little bit because last surprise the one from the verse game is my jam yeah. But I yeah. barely hear it now because the only time you hear it now is if you get like more of a standard uh, gotcha. interaction. Which, where, like, if you're playing this game well, it. never happens. It never happens. Yeah. yeah, you're always you're always got the jump on folks. That yeah. uh, that same thing happened. That that same issue happened in uh, Persona Three uh, Portable, the the kind of definitive version of that game, where it was like they switched it, so they added a new song for the main battle theme, and then uh, uh, if you got like a, a sneak attack or something like that, it played the old one or something like that. Yeah. 
it, maybe they'll maybe they'll patch it so it's, yeah. it's flipped or <laughs> there something are, like that. There is some. Oh, so there is one thing that I guess we didn't really talk about at all because it's just kind of like a fun bonus thing. But there's this whole yeah. zone now called the Thieves Den. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it, where it's Say like that, that, what's it called again? Sorry, the Thieves Den. Oh, the Thieves Den. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not sure what I thought you said. Oh no, yeah. Uh, I, which I th- I could have sworn the. I mean, I think the Thieves Den was a thing in Persona Five base game, but it was just basically like the name for their online features. Uh, whereas now it's like a physical place mm. you can go to. Uh, okay. Like a museum yeah. of sorts. And, oh, interesting. You know, it's very strange. It's it's just kind of a just like, yeah. It's a, it's a, like Kenneth said. It's a museum where you can um, put up like character models of uh, different personas and stuff like that on pedestals and talk to cognitive versions of your friends they're not the real versions of your friends they're like <laughs> your mind's eye version of them which is a weird distinction oh, oh. I, there's a on the top floor of it you can step on these tiles that let your you switch your model yeah. to any other character and the weird thing is like i was like oh dope i'm gonna i'm gonna run around here as ryuji but the second i interact with something he changes back to joker and i was like well that takes the fun out it's of it. strange now yeah that's that's wild y'all yeah it's a that's very a, weird that's thing a weird little feature uh, but huh. in that in that place, it does have a jukebox where you can just listen to any of the music. Mm. In the oh, game. that's nice. Uh, so I could I could pop on. Uh, oh my gosh, what what is the rainy day thing that I listen to ten hours all the time? Uh, beneath uh, the I mask, just, yeah, yeah, beneath the mask. I can just pop that on for for all day and just chill mm-hmm. out. Oh man, let me tell you, John, stuff. YouTube's got your back with a uh, rainy day beneath oh, the mask no, version know. ten hour loop. Oh, ten hour. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, I've, I've got that thing bookmarked. I just uh, I can never have enough ways to to put that on perfect yeah um well yeah all right that sounds awesome it sounds like it's something i'll i'll definitely pick up because i i again i've been thinking about starting a new playthrough the past couple years always stopped myself because i was just like ah you know yeah and then then royal got announced and and this was obviously the the definitive version so it's i'm I'm pretty excited to jump in in a couple weeks 100 percent. yeah good good time to do it yeah Oh, very good time to do it. What the fuck else are we doing? <laughs> For a lot of um, reasons, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Do you want to well, awesome. see us out here? Yeah, let's see us out. All right. Steven, um, Steven, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at, at Steven Strom, S-T-E-V-E-N-S-T-R-O-M. I also have a uh, 18 plus account that I've been talking about on Twitter recently that I'm not going to share here, but I just wanted to say that now. If anybody can find that, good on you. You found the tre- wow. You found the secret treasure. <laughs> It's at Strom Steven. <laughs> shit! Just, uh, shit. <laughs> Crack the code. Uh, and Kenneth, where can we find you? Aside, aside from uh, your review coming up uh, at Gamer Mag and also on the morning news for uh, Vampite every single weekday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm over um, I'm over on Twitter at ShepardCDR, like Shepard Commander, um, and also <laughs> Normandy FM Show, uh, which you know is at Normandy FM Show on Twitter, and new episodes go up every Wednesday. Hell at yeah. noon Eastern, and I'm still in the game that I don't like, and it's torture. <laughs> <laughs> we all have to take our vitamins, don't we? Mm. Um, you can find right. me. <clears throat> oh wow! No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, fucking not. <laughs> listen, I I think Origins. I think Origins is okay. I think two is better, and I think Inquisition is better than people get, give it credit for. Anyway. Oh yeah. Um. I, uh, I can be found at Floppy Adult. You can find uh, Fanbyte at Fanbyte Media on Twitter. You can also find us at uh, Fanbyte on Instagram and TikTok. 
uh danielle puts a bunch of like really really good like videos and audiograms and stuff uh, on those yeah. uh, so you should definitely check that out uh you can find all of our podcasts at fanbyte.com slash podcasts uh we do man we do just a whole bunch of those now these days <laughs> um, yeah now that the entire la office is quarantined in their homes too they get a taste of what the rest of us have been doing this whole time ex- exactly now that i'm just huddled into a corner of my apartment i could just talk into this fucking compressor mic uh, uh 20 hours a day and uh wow wouldn't you know it just content comes out so uh yeah we've been doing a lot of those we have three feeds we have fan fight which is a really great kind of new feed that we're doing for our wrestling content but we also started a sports show right in time for every sport to be canceled uh you can check that out every wednesday and fan fight every friday uh, we have Fanbyte FM, which is kind of shorter content, but also some of our experiments go there as well. I do the morning and evening news there. I really like doing those. And then the uh, FanWidth feed is kind of our prestige stuff. You should check us out there. We'll have a new episode of FanWidth up today. Uh, so that is super exciting. Um, okay, yeah, Persona, Persona 5 Royal sounds like a thumbs up from uh, the crew here. Yeah, um, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, you can get that on PlayStation 4 on March 31st. And uh, yeah, no word yet if it's ever going to come out for Switch like it should, but that's fine. Anyway. Bye. <laughs> the show's over. The show's over. Bye, everybody. Uh, have a good one.